welcome to the I Am Human Holistic Healing Podcast. I am Amari from HolisticHeal.com. Now let's get into the final part of these episodes, which is part four of Mental and Emotional Intelligence, Thoughts and Emotions. In this episode, I will be mentioning two underlying factors, driving forces that contribute to mental and emotional distress. The third driving force that I will mention in this episode relates to triggers. And so triggers have the potential to push us into a automatic stress response that we potentially can start looping in. And the fourth and final driving force that I will mention in this episode is emotional dysregulation, which is something that happens as we are looping in that subconscious programming. Now, among the factors that are part of the influencing forces and reasons why we spiral ourselves deeper into painful mental and emotional states are triggers. Triggers or being triggered pushes you into that automatic subconscious reaction. It has the potential to activate that stress response that we potentially can start looping in. When we are triggered and we get into that subconscious programming, we are reacting automatically to that trigger. And if we are conscious and aware while experiencing a trigger, we have the power to redirect our focus and shift our mindset. So these are the two directions that we can go with a trigger. We can either start looping in that subconscious programming or we can be in our conscious mind and redirect and shift our focus. understanding that triggers are actually messengers. And so with triggers, actually an unhealed trauma or emotional wound can remain unconscious within an individual for large parts of their lives. Even though a person has developed subconscious defense and coping mechanisms, it is possible to remain unaware and completely unconscious of the actual experiences that led to the development of those coping and defense mechanisms. However, 
a significant way for you to become aware of your traumas and emotional wounds that have left deep-rooted imprints in your unconscious and subconscious mind is by paying attention to and observing your triggers. When it comes to all that hidden and unknown storage we have in our unconscious mind that holds all the traumas and painful memories By observing triggers, we can start working on becoming aware of what we actually hold within our unconscious mind in the form of beliefs that we took on early in life, during childhood that are false, as we were in that state of being unable to regulate and process those traumatic experiences. Continuing with the example of experiencing a trauma of humiliation, a trigger could be as simple as walking past two people who happen to look at you while laughing. That alone can trigger you into a subconscious way of reacting automatically where those subconscious programmings start to run. You could be thinking bad of those people, for example, how they are mean and evil, but you could also be thinking bad things about yourself. All this is you getting carried away with a trigger into a subconscious reaction. A trigger is a mental and emotional reaction, often one that leads us into repelling, being frustrated and basically triggered. A trigger can also activate a physiological response known as the sympathetic stress response, the fight-flight-freeze-fawn. When it comes to trauma and spiritual purification, there is a saying that goes, if you are triggered, then what happened? Because the trigger is an emotional reaction And the reaction only happens because there is emotional energy stored that is in resonant frequency with the thing that is causing you the frustration. For example, you might be triggered by these people laughing and you go on to make the conclusion that they're laughing at you, causing you to feel humiliated or that you need to hide some aspects of yourself or change things about yourself. But in reality, you too are also feeling that aspect of your true self is worthy of humiliation, causing you to feel the need to hide certain aspects. So what you are judging other people for is something that you're actually doing to yourself. So triggers can function as a harsh way to look into the mirror and see what you truly are carrying within your unconscious and subconscious mind. A trigger automatically takes you back to an emotion, mostly held within the unconscious mind. The trigger surfaces as an energetic template, which is like a program with a storyline consisting of all that subconscious programming and habitual ways of thinking. Each template, which as I said, it's like a program holds different imprints that are connected to different realms of thoughts. When you are triggered, you begin embodying a state of mind and a certain thought process starts to run, having the potential to take you into that spiral with the thinking-feeling loop.
Now, on to the final factors that are part of the influencing forces and reasons why we spiral ourselves deeper into painful mental and emotional states, which is emotional dysregulation. As I mentioned previously, when we experience traumatic events during childhood, we took on those experiences from a place of being unable to regulate our emotions. Emotional regulation is a tool of emotional intelligence that is not present within most children. Children are therefore dependent on parents to help them regulate their emotions. But with this severe lack in emotional intelligence collectively, we find that even many adults are unable to regulate their own emotions. We can enter the state of emotional dysregulation when experiencing stressful situations or trauma, but also from being triggered. The key thing to understand with emotional dysregulation is that we do not function proper in a state of emotional dysregulation. We are not thinking straight. So as we are triggered and we go into that subconscious programming that starts to run automatically and runs that habitual thought process, we are simultaneously also in the state of emotional dysregulation. And so what happens here is that the left brain, which is the conscious mind, which is the part of the mind that is logical, rational and aware, it actually goes dim and is not functioning properly. Like it's not running as it usually is. The mind is not in balance. Like so the left brain goes dim. So we're not thinking straight. That logical side, that thinking straight side is dim. And so while... What happens is that the right brain, which is the subconscious mind that is more emotional and reactive, takes charge and is overreactive. Here we go into that habitual thought process of all that subconscious programming. In this state of emotional dysregulation, as I said, we are not thinking straight. We are over-emotional and over-reactive and are not being present in our experience. Rather, we are running on autopilot with that subconscious mind and reacting emotionally. So one tool that will help you cultivate emotional intelligence in the form of emotional regulation, which will help serve you as a tool of resilience to be able to withstand future mental and emotional distress is to learn how to regulate yourself and regulate your emotions. So the number one step for emotional regulation is inhibition which implies to not impulsively reacting to any emotion. So the more you naturally are impulsive as a person, know that you also react as impulsively to your emotions. So inhibition is the step number one, learning how to stop yourself, to not impulsively react to the different emotions. And the step number two is self-soothing. This is something that you do with your inner dialogue. And here with the inner dialogue, you can ask yourself if you are reacting subconsciously or if you are responding consciously. And number three is refocusing your attention. 
So if you find yourself diving deep into that subconscious reaction, train yourself in how to switch focus with your mind by redirecting your focus. So put your focus on something else that serves you, that is beneficial for you. And the final step is taking actions that are in alignment with your goals by making sure that no matter how impulsively you are reacting to any emotional state, take actions that are in alignment with your goals so that in that state of dysregulation, you don't self-sabotage and work against yourself or against your goals. So finally, I like to mention that it is the job of our conscious mind to operate like a gate, like a protector of what do we allow ourselves to believe and what do we take on as truth. Our conscious mind is like a warrior at the gate and when thoughts that are negative and downcutting show up, the conscious mind should be up to defend as the different thoughts and emotions we have can be scaled energetically on the visible portion of the electromagnetic spectrum of visible light, the highest mental and emotional state on this spectrum seen as violet in the visible portion of the electromagnetic spectrum is the awareness of God or God consciousness. Now, interestingly, In Arabic, the word taqwa, which is derived from the word ittaqa, means to protect oneself, to take precautionary measures, like how the conscious mind functions like a protector of the rest of the mind, remembering God in our thought process serves to protect our conscious mind and therefore serves to protect our entire mind. So being conscious and aware of God in the way that we think in turn protects and guards our mental and emotional states and our entire state of being with the remembrance of God. So the remembrance of God serves and functions like a shield, like a protection. And so that concludes these transmissions, these four-part transmissions of mental and emotional intelligence, thoughts and emotions, where I have been talking about driving forces, the underlying factors, some of the underlying factors that contribute to mental and emotional distress. For more information, you can visit my website, Holistic Hill, holistic with a Q, hill.com.